0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Week 2 NFL Opening Line Report. I'm A.J. Hoffman, joined by Steve Fezzik, the only two-time Super Contest Champion. Hello, Steve. Hello, A.J. And Mackenzie Rivers in the house tonight. Mackenzie, how are you, my friend? Not too bad. And the goal of this pod is to give you an idea of how these lines have moved. We just wrapped up Monday Night Football Oh, poor, poor, I don't know if it's poor Bronco fans, but I mean, I don't feel bad for Bronco backers, I don't think, but Bronco fans, woof, this might be a long one.
1: You know, I want to take, you know, two minutes to talk about the end game here because we're discussing various theories about what was Denver doing. So if you didn't watch it, Denver trailed by one point and it was fourth and five and there was a little less than a minute to play. They had timeouts and they just kind of. You know, didn't do anything. Tick, tick. The clock's ticking. Trying to decide what to do. Ran one play in a minute and eleven seconds. And finally, <laughs> when the <laughs> clock got down, like well, un- like to twenty seconds, they used a timeout, and they brought out McManus, and he missed the sixty-four yard field goal. Now, oh, I can't believe it. I want I want to. I bounce this up now. McManus very good from long range. I know he kicks in Denver, but he's apparently very sure. good away from Denver. But last time I checked, for years and years, Dempsey's sixty-three yard field goal was the record in the NFL, Yeah, you know? So I think a 64-yard attempt with a great kicker in Seattle when it's 65 degrees sounds to me like a 10% chance. Would you go over or under 10%?
0: I would go under 10%. Under-
1: McKenzie? Under. Okay, so what's be conserving called 10%? What's the chance of converting a fourth and five?
0: 20 Twenty five percent,
1: forty five. I'll go forty five. Forty five. Oh, way more, way more. All you need is a penalty. All oh, okay. Is, yeah, I mean, I, I a mean, lot of things balls, could happen. You're, remember, you're going balls to the wall here. You're not. Yeah, you right. never throw no, the ball. Right. You never throw the ball away. And and the like. And if you do convert, it, it's not like you get five and a half yards on average. You're going to gain about ten yards. Okay,
0: so no, Russell Wilson wasn't, he threw the ball down the field like one time all night.
1: Yards after catch. <laughs> yards after he, he got three hundred and thirty yards three
0: hundred and forty yards passing right.
1: like to his to his running back. Where, amazing where, where I'm going with this is that if you convert the first down and 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 you get to the line in a reasonable amount of time, you're probably going to be trying a fifty yard field goal, which is I'm gonna be conservative. I'm gonna say it's a, that's right around fifty percent, a little bit more than fifty. Okay. All right, Well, let's just use fifty percent for both, okay? so you have you have a fifty percent chance to pick up the the conversion. It's a little less. You have a fifty percent chance of subsequently down the road on the drive. Making the game-winning field goal, one half times one half is one fourth. One fourth is twenty-five percent. That's a hell of a lot better than ten percent. And so here are my theories. Theory one: Denver coaching staff thought they were in Denver, unlikely <laughs> given the crowd was screaming against them. Theory two: They thought that the game was indoors so that would travel the ball would travel further. But the dome was clearly open. That's unlikely also. Theory three, and I really I, I feel this could well have been it. They did the math wrong. They thought they were playing in the CFL, and they thought it was a 54-yarder. I think it's altogether possible that that's what happened.
0: Uh, Here's what I think. They paid a guy $250 million, and they said, you know what? rather than let him get us five yards, let's count on our kicker. I think, yeah. may, and, and really what that boils down to is your coach is a dope.
1: Well, you know what? It's not just the coach. It, 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 this this shows across the board with the coach, All everyone the coach is hired because all it takes is an assistant to an assistant to come running up and say, this is the wrong decision. You have to go for it. Fire me. If you if you disagree later, I'm willing to put my job on the line. And, you know, this, this happens. What was the movie? The Kane Mutiny? Where like people couldn't stand up to the captain because he would like probably shoot them, but like like at some point like the crew has to say, wait a minute, you know, this ship is going to sink if we keep doing this.
0: Here's the question: and Nathaniel Hackett's been in Green Bay the last several years. Would Green Bay have kicked the field goal there?
1: No, of
0: course not. Like, no, what, no,
1: what are you doing? no one. Well, and it just goes back to like I, I use the example. People say, why, Fez, why do you think you're so much better than all these NFL coaches? You'd choke. You'd choke in that situation. Bullshit. I wouldn't choke. You know why? (laughs) Because I watch 10 times more games than these guys do. I watch the end game in every game. I'm well aware at the end of the first—you see this a a zillion times. There's two— I'm
0: not sure I agree you've watched more football than these NFL coaches.
1: I've watched more end games than they have. I focus on the end games and and the like, and they're they're watching the game film on each in the blocking okay. schemes. And so I can tell you, like when the example, there's there, there's two minutes and ten seconds left. Now make it two twenty left, and you're running a two minute drill end of the first half, and you've got the ball at midfield, and it's you know whatever second and, and eight. What what do you do with two fifteen left? Second and eight. Yeah, and and there's your plays just ended. It's Two fifteen left. The clock's ticking. What what do you do? There's a, there's there's a tried and true play here. You're up or down? End of the first half, tie game. Oh.
0: 2-15. And What? It's second and I'm. I would
1: run a play. Would you? Would you get the playoff? Two minute warnings coming up. Yeah. Okay. What? 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 Very good. What do you run?
0: Uh, I mean, I I run I run the ball
1: probably. Exactly. I, uh, you pretend to pass and you run the yeah. ball. And and by the way, you tried to draw them off sides if you don't have time to, to properly get the playoff and you're not comfortable. So yeah. you at least rush to the line of scrimmage. <laughs> And you try to get them to jump off at two o two, and so like 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 you see this all the time. It's like there's like two o five left. I was like, they're just pretending to run the play. They're not really yeah. going to run the play. And, and there's no reason to pass because the defense is stopping the pass. And well, why don't you run because the clock's going to run out? But the clock doesn't run during the two minute row. You you get the idea. Yeah. Just, you see these plays over and over. And that fourth and five, at the very least, get up there and get them to jump off sides. You know, pretend to be in a hurry when you're not. It's just you know, disgusting to me, and I believe believe everyone who, who says— It's just you, disgusting. You couldn't handle the pressure, Fez. I, believe me. I, I, I You could handle, handle it. The pressure. Hey, this is a new podcast. I want to emphasize some things. Beginning of the week, I'm going to give you some global thoughts about what I'm looking at in each upcoming week. And I want to address week one, 11 unders, 5 overs. So we definitely trended toward the unders. And the feeling was that after seeing a bunch of preseason scoring week one, that we might see— a point of emphasis with um, illegal contact on the defense and a real high-flying, high-scoring games. That did not transpire. And guess what? Week two tends to be a low-scoring game. We're going to focus on sides here, not totals, in this podcast, but something to be aware of. All things being equal, I would, again, look more towards unders than overs here going into week two. Historically, week two has been a lower-scoring week.
0: All right. Well, you ready to jump into it?
1: We are. One more theme I want to discuss, and I know I asked McKenzie— uh, to do a little research for us. Mackenzie, were you able to do that research yet? Oh,
2: man, it's strong.
1: I I, I love it. So the idea is that no one wants to start 0-2. Your season is over if you start 0-2. So straight up. So teams that are 0-1 should bring a sense of urgency to the arena. Teams 1-0, a little, a little fat, a little drunk, happy. Maybe they're going to rely too much on what they did week one, do the same thing, be too predictable. So all I want to do is bet on 0-1
2: straight-up teams facing 1-0 teams How did those teams do, Mackenzie? 52% just 1-0 versus 0-1. But since 2010, dogs that are 0-1 versus 1-0, 37 and 23. All right, well,
1: let me recap that. So if I do nothing but play an underdog that started with a loss and I bet them against a team that starts with the win, I cash 37 out of 60, and that's what percent? 62%. 62%. Now, overall... I want to make sure: is it fifty-two or forty-eight percent?
2: The zero one team is fifty-two
1: percent. So the so it sounds to me like the uh, the zero one team laying points is actually a negative subset. It must be correct. We'll, we'll go. We'll go ahead and have to run that. If if, if overall the zero one underdogs are sixty-two percent. And all 0-1 o- teams are only 52 percent.
2: Ah, I w- yeah. I don't know why that took me a minute to figure out. <laughs> I w- uh, let's yeah, let's run just underdogs in this.
1: Fight. Yeah, go ahead We're and run that. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll 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 get that number for you shortly. So here, but but here, let me summarize the 0-1s o- versus the 1-0s. Very easy. But it's the first thing I put on my spreadsheet, and we have one, two, three, four, five, six of them. So bottom line, 62 percent trend. There is no way in heck I'm going to bet against any of these teams. The JETS, the Jets at Cleveland, uh, Detroit hosting Washington, Carolina at the G-Men, New England at Pittsburgh, Green Bay, oh the Green Bay's laying the points, so they would not they would not apply here. And Tennessee, they're certainly the underdog at Buffalo. So there are five um, 0-1 teams catching points. Jets, excuse me, Detroit's laying points. So D- Detroit wouldn't qualify again. So we got the Jets. Carolina, uh, New England's a pick'em, so that's close. So Jets, Carolina, and Tennessee all clearly qualify. New England too close to call yet close so, to pick'em.
0: So Jets, Carolina, Tennessee; those are the teams you're you're not willing to bet against this week. That is correct. All right, let's uh, let's look at Thursday night football. Not a lot of movement in the market, although the uh, the Chiefs. Man, I, I I would say both these teams impressed. I know there's a lot of people who say, "Well, the Chargers let the Chiefs or let the uh, the Raiders back into a game they shouldn't have been in." But I'd also argue, listen, the the Chargers looked really good on defense. They were without J.C. Jackson and they will be again. They were without Keenan Allen for a good chunk of that game. I think all in all, the Chargers looked like like they did pretty well. The Chiefs really blew my mind. I, I did not expect the Chiefs to be as good as they were. I think it's it's pretty clear that. And I believe that the Chiefs needed Tyree Kill to have that explosiveness. They don't. Uh, Mahomes threw for 365 touchdowns. Kelsey was healthy, and he's the healthy version of himself. Eight catches, 121 yards. Juju, Scantling, those guys fit right into the offense where they were. I think this is clearly more about Mahomes and Andy Reid than it is any supporting cast. What say you about the Chiefs' offense?
1: Yeah, I like to refer to him as Exxon Valdez myself, um, but but Valdez' scandaling absolutely Juju just you know stepped in. Uh, So Kansas City opened a three-point favorite. Uh, Markets up to three and a half. Not surprising. I actually make this five. I'm going to give you what my my power ratings make each and every game. These are not adjusted for any injuries, and they're not other than really obvious big injuries. (laughs) Quarterback injuries for Dallas. I've I've adjusted for, and the I did. um, I want to make a note. You know, the Chargers played a fine first half offense. Kind of not so good in the second half. Uh, Keenan Allen uh, questionable for week two. That's a big loss at wide receiver. Um, Thursday, we know teams struggle um, when they have the short week on the road. I can only look at Kansas City. If you're going to bet this game right now. If you're going to like Kansas City, I'd get at it right now. If you like the Chargers, I'd wait till post.
0: Here is my question: how much of a how, how much of an upgrade or downgrade did you do on the Chiefs and Chargers? Were these two? Or did you have them five before last week, Let's or second. did you upgrade the Chiefs off their performance?
1: Got every team here and might be a little disorganized because I got to go back to my. That's all right. my, I got to go back to my week one notes. I upgraded Kansas City a point. Okay. And I believe the Chargers, I kept them right where they were at.
0: Okay. Yes. So this is something that uh, before this last week, you, you had you, you were pretty close to the market on this. Oh,
1: you know what? I actually lowered the Chargers by a half
0: because at, of Keenan Allen.
1: Keenan Allen, and, and they were plus three in turnovers, and and they basically covered because they stopped the two point conversion. So it was okay. a, it was a coin flip. Yes.
0: All right. Um, you say, so and you say if you would expect this to continue to move towards Kansas City,
1: I will predict Kansas City closes minus four and a half. Yes. And so if you like KC, I'd get at right away. All
0: right, let's move on
1: to the next game. We got Miami-Baltimore. The opener was Baltimore minus four. That's come down to three and a half, and I make it three and a quarter, so I'm very close to the current marketplace.
0: And upgrades, downgrades on Ravens or Dolphins this week?
1: Yeah, and I apologize because I got to keep going back to my my notes on this: um, Baltimore. I only upgraded by half a point. Now, what's going on? They they crushed the Jets. That should have been very impressive. Well, the problem is that they actually got outgained by 150 yards.
0: Okay, let me throw something out on that because I've heard that a couple times today. Going into the fourth quarter, when they were up 27 to three, they were out. They were out. They'd outgained the Jets by over 100 yards. So in a game that was a blowout, they started to play soft. They let the Jets move the ball a little bit. I don't think that that stat is indicative of how the game went. I think the Ravens let off the gas. I mean, they they, they were up big. They were able to relax.
1: Mackenzie, can you do a little research on that? Because I know at halftime that I actually – the, the stat said Baltimore was not dominant at all. So that, I guess that flies contrary you know, to what you're saying that I believe that the uh, the Jets actually had the better stats at the end of the first half.
0: Okay, I'm, at the end of the third quarter, Baltimore yeah. had outgained them by over 100. Okay,
1: years. so they must Baltimore must have had a great third quarter. Where, where and I, I made my bet at halftime <laughs> on the Jets, and they that ultimately went down. Um, but um, I don't also I, I what I don't like about the Ravens is that you know cluster injuries at running back, and now Stanley, their left tackle, is injured. I don't think he's coming back next week and his backup um, got injured in this game and is now out as well. So now we've got cluster injuries at one position for Baltimore on top of it. and you know that is most certainly a concern. I think this was more about, you know the Jets. Being Jets and Flacco being a statue, <laughs> than Baltimore being impressive.
0: Uh, I agree. 129 yards of offense for the Jets in the fourth quarter. Mm, so mm. most a good chunk of their offense came in that fourth quarter.
1: Bottom bottom line is I make it three and a quarter, and the Lions three and a half. So um, it's, it's did you upgrade Miami? The let me see. I, I certainly had to have upgraded Miami. Yes, I, I upgraded Miami a half a point. I brought down the Patriots by one. I thought it was more about the Patriots being ineffective especially um, being able to score points than Miami doing anything that was, you know very impressive.
0: All right, let's move to the next game.
1: Next game got Jets, Cleveland opener, Cleveland minus six. It is it continues to be Cleveland minus six. I make this game six and a half, Cleveland. I think I'm on a little bit of an island. I think I'm higher on this game than most. I, I think the marketplace is a little higher on the Jets. And again, it's a, I think it's about the Jets stats certainly looked fine. In that game against Baltimore, put a caveat on it as we discussed because Baltimore was up, you know, big in that game. And if you take a look at Cleveland, weird game against Carolina. So Cleveland absolutely took it to Carolina in the first half, and then you could make the case they let Carolina get in, you know, yeah. make it really close. But it's it's almost like a college basketball game if if you have a two point difference, but one team was winning by double digits the entire game and then maybe they need to throw in a you know a long shot to win at the end but they, you're still like they were winning the entire game right yeah i walked
0: away from that game thinking you know cleveland's clearly the better team sure carolina had to come back and or cleveland had to come down and kick the game winning field goal but it felt to me like they were the better team for the majority of that game
3: yeah,
1: absolutely. Bottom line is I don't have a big difference. And I think, like I said, my, I think my power rating might be off on these teams slightly. I might adjust it tonight. Um, I give out my power ratings each and every Tuesday morning, pregame.com. So definitely, you know, look for those. I tweeted at Fezzik Sports, but uh, not a big enough differential for me to look to get excited. Well, and
0: it. you said you're not looking at the, you you won't look to fade the Jets this week anyway That's r- at right. 0-1. Exactly. Uh, good note from McKenzie here. Re- re- what do you have on the Ravens here, Mac?
2: third least rushing yards the Ravens have had over the last 5 seasons, four plus seasons. And and I saw Lamar's numbers for, with his rushes were not
1: impressive um as well. So, you know, that 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 is is certainly a concern. Baltimore 21 rushes, 63 yards. That's very, you know what that is? That is um trying to think of a team that that would that would be something that I would expect from say who's a poor rushing team that runs the ball all the time. <laughs>
2: The Bengals two years ago.
1: Um, I was, I, yeah, I was, I, I, I was trying to think that, yeah, that would be Joe Mixon numbers when the Bengals suck. Yeah, you know, with when, when when Kyle Allen was their quarterback. Yes, um, that's very un-Baltimore esque, and certainly Lamar's numbers were were unimpressive as well.
0: All right, moving down the line, we've got the as you call them the commandos or uh
1: there's been a, a little bit of a move on this uh commando's lions line y- 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 yes, the uh, you know commando great move yo yo Schwarzenegger. the <laughs> only enemy is gravity now, okay, hey, you told me you'd kill me last i I lied yeah. and they drops him off the cliff uh Detroit <laughs> opens minus one goes to minus two and a half here on the marketplace. This is very interesting um why this move I am really not sure I think you know what hard knocks. Detroit, the the, the people want to bet bet on this team? It
0: it sure felt, I'll say this, uh, McKenzie and Scott and I are in a contest, McKenzie's uh, Millions Contest, and we had the Eagles. I had the Eagles on, I I split my um, last man standing three to two. Uh, I had two tickets on the Eagles. Mm -hmm. It felt like Eagles minus three and a half was good until it wasn't obviously but it like that felt like the the worst beat of the week for from a spread perspective like the Lions felt like the phoniest cover
1: uh, I agree but that's you know that's Lions being Lions you know they, they did the same thing to tight kneecaps they, baby. They, they pulled they they pulled the football away from you against San Francisco week one last year when they trailed 41 nothing or whatever it was and lost 4133. I'm, I know I'm exaggerating slightly. Um, <laughs> as far as bad beats on last man standing, well, we, we, may as well start $25 entry fees. You can get five entries at stations. In college, I had five Baylors plus three and a half. Ouch. Baylor is like a 90% to cover. I'm not going get, to get, give you all the oh. details. All of, There's nothing, it, it's a tie game, and there's nothing but field goal attempts at the last three minutes and basically all of them get missed. If any of them get made, the game lands three.
0: So you don't have to worry about uh last man standing anymore?
1: No, because I'm rolling <laughs> roll into – you know, it's funny. So roll into uh, Sunday, and I'm like, well, I'm either going to play Miami minus two and a half or Jacksonville plus three and a half. And I'm like, well, I gave my clients New England plus three, and I had trepidations about it. I gave it out back in, in June. But I didn't want to go oppo what I had given my clients, so I said, well – I'll just play Jacksonville plus three and a half because I didn't get a hold of Jacksonville. I, sh- I was like, I really should have bet Jacksonville during the summer and I didn't. And then uh, another ninety percent type play that uh, goes down in flames in the end game. So um, yeah, uh, n- not standing anymore. On the- I'm on the bottom of the ocean there.
0: Well, you were proven right about the the people who signed up for Survivor. You said, "Listen, you're, you're, this is a dummy play signing up for Survivor. You need to be in millions if you want to put this money in anywhere. Use the overlay." And now look, over half the people, uh, Everybody's still got a chance in millions. I mean, some people's chance is significantly you, hindered. You know, the but...
1: you, the utility of Survivor is a lot higher when you when you when you, when you get to this. <laughs> like it, it's a twenty week contest, but basically, you know, approach it like it's like a golf like 18 holes, you know, and then you get two playoff holes. It's a lot more fun when you get to hole number two. Yeah, you know, it you, is. When you knock it out of bounds on, on hole one. You, you, pull, know?
0: you throw out your back on the first hole. It's, you, it's
1: like, hmm, you can't you can't win, but you certainly can lose week week one. So it's interesting about this game has one of the biggest differentials that I, I have Washington significantly better than Detroit. Um, I actually downgraded Detroit based upon their poor performance. I downgraded them a point. I thought they – Eagles weren't weren't that impressive. I thought Detroit was bad against the Eagles. I thought the defense was horrible. And so I have Washington, the 1.5 point favorite, and it's Detroit that's currently a 2.5 point favorite, so that would land me squarely on the Commandos.
0: <laughs> and where do you, where do you expect the line to go? Are you is this a situation where you think you could eventually get a 3?
1: Well, I think you could, and you know, I don't want to go against an 0-1 team, but it's an 0-1 team that's laying. So now it's now Washington's like the disrespect card. Wait a minute, you know, we're we're catching three. We're we're better than than Detroit. And, and look at the pre-flop season win number. Washington was eight, and Detroit was 6.75, so Detroit doesn't have any kind of you know overwhelming or, or good home field advantage. So at three, I will certainly bet Washington. Um, if not, I will tease Washington if it doesn't get there.
0: Alright, let's look at the
1: Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jags. So this one is uh, Jacksonville has caught four at the opener. They're still catching four. I actually only make it three, alright? And I don't know where all this love is coming from for Indy. You know, Mackenzie, if can you do a query? How did teams in the NFL do against the spread the week after a tie? I'm just curious. You know, it would seem like that would take a lot out of a team, and there'd be second guessing about you know why didn't we go for the win or what or what exactly did we did. Although you could argue. You know Indianapolis defeated Houston twenty to twenty the way the game played out. Yeah. there, down three to twenty. Um, but the bottom line is, so I, I do show value on Jackson. It's not a team I'm high on at all. I played them under six and a half season wins. But I'm curious that as bad as Indy played in that game against Houston, that um, it, this line's still four.
0: If Houston or if, if the if if Houston had held on and won that game, what would this line be at?
1: That's a good question because now Indy would like be in a, a, a much better spot, you know, a, They'd a be big favorite off of a loss, and now a, a very motivated. Favorite. I don't know if it really would be. God, it feels much, like
0: they should be motivated off that. I mean, much they're, different, yeah. For for a team that was talked about as a clear favorite in in the AFC South, it feels like they should be extra motivated now.
1: Now this is interesting. Are they less of a favorite or more of a favorite after Week One?
0: They have to be more of a favorite, right? Because the Titans lost.
1: I think so. Oh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So the the tie ends up being a good result for the yes. for the Colts. But I mean, I guess I mean you would say, well, the Colts lost to a team. They, they are tied to a team that they should have had. A, you would have counted as a win, which I agree with. But so did the Titans. The Titans yeah, lost the to a t- team. They the sh-
1: Titans took, turned a, .6, like a .68 chance of victory into a zero. So.
0: Yeah. So the, getting that half, half point or whatever you want to call it, I guess, to and, win the division. And, and
1: Jacksonville good. losing is obviously a great result. So yeah, no doubt. So so they're, they're, by,
2: by default, Indy has to become a bigger favorite. Any luck with the tie query? Fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. So 43% ATS, 13 and 17. However, 6 and 0 straight up. I mean, 6 and 0 last six. We're on a six and zero streak, but forty three percent since nineteen eighty nine.
1: Teams to, off a tie. So to summarize, so we they started out seven and seventeen, and then when I discovered that trend, I started <laughs> betting it, and I, right.
2: I, because I knew it was good. And then you martingaled it because it's coming. It's like seventy percent.
1: Right, 70%. and now I'm all, now I'm and it makes a lot of sense. So I and I know I discovered that fairly recently. Whereas I know teams aren't. That's why I asked you to run it. were not good off of a tie. So I have probably gotten buried playing that. But but still forty. You know forty three percent is um, good enough in on a trend that makes sense that I would want no part of Indy and I would look towards Jacksonville.
0: All right, let's go to the Tampa Bay Bucks and the new Orleans saints.
1: All right. Very interesting. So this game was open three. It continues to be three. Now this is a game that I absolutely, if you recall, this was my best bet. Saints plus three, love the saints plus three, talked about all the reasons, get at this. I, I, correction it was plus three and a half that I gave it out. And then I said, it was still good at plus three. All right. Well, fast forward Things couldn't have gone much worse for my Saints bet. The Saints struggled mightily and took a minor miracle um, to go ahead and defeat Atlanta. And obviously Tampa Bay just dominated against a Dallas team that was a no-show. So based upon that, you think that this spread might have gone up, but the problem was that this spread was too low um, to be What was wrong, rather, too high to begin with. And so it should have been two, and now that's why it's three, and I actually make it like 2.75 to three. So I, I really, although I bet New Orleans big, there's no value anymore with New Orleans based upon, I downgraded New Orleans um, and their poor, poor performance against Atlanta. I downgraded them by a point, uh, and I brought Tampa Bay up by half a point.
0: Okay. Yeah, I I was wondering if you brought Tampa Bay up at all or if you thought that was just a business-like performance against what now looks to be a pretty bad team.
1: Well, I lowered Dallas by two points, and I only raised Tampa by a half.
0: Now, you lowered Dallas by two now that you know Dak is going to be out? No, I lowered them by two with Dak. Okay,
1: and and that's then, a
0: pretty extreme move, and right? Then
1: they threw a flag of four and a half more because I've got Dak rated plus one, one better than an average starting quarterback, and I've got um, Cooper Rush minus three and a half, like an average backup quarterback. So four and a half. I point think difference. I think
0: an average backup quarterback is very generous of you, to be honest. I only
1: did that just because he's got he's he's got experience starting in the NFL, which is a lot more than a lot of these other guys that you know have you So know.
0: if Dak was still healthy you would have downgraded him 2 points that's a pretty extreme move for you right 2
1: is pretty much the max that I'm willing to do so so I thought Dallas looked absolutely atrocious the offense didn't work and what was most concerning to me is Zeke looked pretty good you know Yeah so even with Zeke looking good I mean who are these guys that they're throwing to I mean that that Uh, They just don't have the weapons anymore, and they don't have the O-line.
0: All right, let's go on to uh, one of these teams that you said you would not not bet against, the Carolina Panthers. Uh, They are on the road against the Giants.
1: Yeah, so Carolina Giants open, Giants minus one. It has gone up to Giants minus two and a half. I only make the Giants a one and a half point favorite in this game. So uh, what's interesting is during the summer, I actually advocated betting the Giants to pick them. You might recall, I gave that one of our podcasts. Well, I'm happy I got that in my pocket because I'm hoping this goes to three. If it goes to three, I will bet uh, Carolina at the Giants, actually the worst team by half a point. Now, how is that possible well, remember, the Giants had a season win number of only— You have currently have the Giants, the worst team? I have the Giants half a point worse than Carolina,
0: yes. Oh, I thought you meant the worst team out of all the teams. No. Okay, no. my apologies.
1: So Carolina is a—I have them minus 2.5, and, and I have the Giants minus 3 in okay. my power ratings. Well, what's going on here? The Giants had the easiest schedule in the NFL. Yep. That, and, and despite that, their season win number was only 6.7. Now, my Giants number might be off, and here's why. Because, I, I mean, I did watch this game closely, and running backs don't matter— but they matter when Saquon Barkley is like replacement level and all of a sudden he's back to being Usain Bolt.
0: Yeah. All right? He looked really good.
1: He looked really good. Like like one specific play, and I don't I don't want to give you the eye test, but like like we all saw, it's like a 60-yard run. And last year, the chance that he turns this corner, evades the defender, doesn't go out of bounds, and goes up the 50 yards, 0.0. It, it cannot happen. Um, he's just not quick enough, fast enough. And he was able to execute that. And I think that that's telling that certainly right now Barkley is back to being, you know, a top 10 running back in the league based upon that one play, you know, that, 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 and, and he showed his explosiveness, you know, when he got into the end zone late in the game as well. So I think that that alone probably means I should upgrade, you know, the giants, a couple of fortunate things did happen. Coach made, you know, it's interesting from a math perspective. If you go, you should go for the win if you're the underdog when you score a touchdown, down one, if there's 30 or fewer seconds left. If there's a minute left, you don't want to go for two because if you miss it, you're almost dead. I know they had their three timeouts, but if you get it, you don't win because when we saw it, Tennessee balls to the wall, down the field they go. I guess the Denver coaching staff didn't see Tennessee missing their 49 yarder to win you know, the they, they, they game and they realize how hard it is to make a 64-yarder, nor did they probably watch the Atlanta attempt at kicking a 63-yard field goal. That wasn't pretty at the end of the game. Um, but, um, you know, they, it was the wrong decision from a pure X's and O's. From a team building, unity-wise, we're going to go for it. You know, I think that I think that, that was impressive. Maybe that's going to help, you know, um, circle the wagons. Bottom line is Carolina is an 0 and one team. That is catching points. That's their good subset here. Um, and 37 and 23. And I only make the Giants a one-half point favorite. I'm catching two and a half. I'm waiting for three. Three's you don't have to buy my, my – if I give out a, a Fezzik Carolina catching three game of the year, it will be this.
0: Okay. Well, there <laughs> so you go. Stay tuned. Little uh, little preview. All right. Let's move on. 275-276 the New England Patriots. And the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers coming off a nice win.
1: Yeah, So opener has Pittsburgh plus one. It's currently Pittsburgh plus one. Very interesting. I have both teams rated equally. Um, I can't upgrade Pittsburgh at all because of, you know the TJ Watt is so important for the Oh, defense. sure. Yeah. So bang. Um, you know, I I probably have Pittsburgh too high. I I think um, they're plus five in turnovers. I did. I gave them no adjustment in my numbers. The more I think about this, that's wrong. I got to downgrade them. Because Cincinnati clearly outplayed them, and the the five turnovers, the the missed kicks, um, I understand that they had a really nice pass rush against Cincy, But now now T.J. Watt's out, that's going to change everything. Yeah. Um, and New England is the 0 and 1 team, so um, I'm going to lower Pittsburgh in my power ratings. What'd you do with New England off the loss? Uh, I lowered New England half a point. The loss, oh, no, excuse me. I lowered them a point.
0: I think that's more so. I lowered
1: them a point. The stats weren't that bad. They were minus three in turnovers, but you know what? It just it felt like a game they had no chance to win.
0: I'm going to tell you, I'm going to give you some unbelievable numbers here. So I thought Mac Jones, and, and maybe it's just the,
1: the oh, and, offense. and the injury of Mac Jones also. Although he says he's feeling fine now. Me too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I haven't, but, I
1: haven't eaten in three months. I'm not feeling I, fine.
0: I thought the Pats offense looked dreadful. And Mac Jones had the worst QBR in the league in week one. PFF graded him 13th out of quarterbacks this week. Mm -hmm. And again, listen, PFF is better at this than I am. I'll admit that, you know, right off the bat, but I don't get it. And then I looked at, I said, man, he'd never really had time to throw. I looked at New England's pass blocking grade on PFF, the second highest grade in week one. How? Mac Jones was under pressure all day. He's getting strip-sacked. He, he I mean, yeah. I, I don't get it. And I'll say this. The, the Patriots adding all this speed in the offseason is fine. But if you don't have time to let Mac Jones get the ball down the field, the speed doesn't matter. And if you can't get the ball down what, field – What speed are you referring to? Uh, Jacoby Myers. and, and Yeah. The, the, like Basically, they brought in wide receivers that they thought could stretch the field. But if Mac Jones doesn't have time to get the ball down the field, you're never going to open up your running game, which is what – this offense has to rely on their running game if they're going to have any success. So I, I – like all the people talking about the big concerns in the preseason about the the Patriots' offense, I think they're all validated right now.
1: I I certainly agree with that, and as does the marketplace. With one, we're not talking about totals very much, but they opened up this total at forty three, all the money to the under, and with good reason. Yeah, that makes makes, sense.
0: makes a lot of sense. Although TJ Watt being out is 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 a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where do you think this number moves to from here? Does it move?
1: It's a fascinating question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not sure. Okay. Because, well, because hey, people I'd rather saw, that than,
0: than you lie to me, People, just,
1: uh, people are going to be like, these are equal teams. How can Pittsburgh be catching a point? And then they can be like, well, New England needs the game like blood, and Pittsburgh's without their best player. knowing it's going to find a way to win. And, and also, the ghosts of playoff past. How many times have we seen New England play Pittsburgh? Who wins that game? <laughs> Tomlin or the genius? Well,
0: listen, mm-hmm. it, it, it's a, every game's a new game, right?
1: Not really when this team's play. All right.
0: Yeah. Uh, This game fascinates me because I expect you've made a big adjustment on both sides of this.
1: Falcons, Rams.
0: Oh, my. So the
1: Rams, I downgraded two points. Okay. I think there's something to be said about the elbow not being right. I think the O-line is a disaster. O-line looking really bad i mean if you if you saw that game against buffalo that was just an absolute beatdown. and i'll i'll at least give
0: them this it could just be that buffalo is that good but the rams looked pretty bad i i don't know if i need to give if i'm underselling what buffalo is with von miller now but the fact that they got seven sacks with zero blitzes in the entire game is pretty worrisome
1: yeah rush rush four or less every single play um Atlanta, I upgraded a point. I thought they were very That's impressive fair. by Atlanta. By the way, if you didn't miss it, um Atlanta had the game one. <laughs> it's third and two. I don't know if you saw the play. So, um, Mariota, who played a fine game. Excellent. Uh All he has to do is feel the snap cleanly. He's got a big open hole. He's going to get a first down, and he just mishandles the ball. There's a good three-quarters of a second delay. And then the Saints guys swarm him, just and not swarm him, but get him short of the free. still had a chance to get the first down. So that would that was just one unfortunate play for the Falcons that cost him the game there. Uh, I was impressed with what I saw from Mariota and Atlanta. And I actually bet Atlanta. Um this is this is a game with two look-ahead numbers because it was 13 and a half, and then the Rams stunk. And then the look ahead came in, it was 12 and a half, and then it came eleven. Um, when it finally, like like the opener, finally wound up opening up, and now it's down to 10.5. So it's gone all the way from 13.5 to 10.5 in different increments.
0: So where do we expect this game to go? Where do we expect it to land?
1: Well, I make it 8.5. Oh, okay. So I know it went as low as 10 and went up to 10.5. One thing, the power ratings might not tell the right story in that the Rams have had 10 days to stew the world champs off of a terrible effort. So it's it's a really good spot. For the for the Rams to circle the wagons, motivated favorite, so uh, eight and a half is probably too low. Nine and a half, nine point seven five would be my number.
0: Uh, our guy Scott Seidenberg has some thoughts on this game. Let's see what he or what he has to
3: say about the Falcons this week. I think we have to upgrade the Atlanta Falcons. Marcus Mariota at quarterback is a difference maker because he allows Arthur Smith to do what he wants to do on offense, which is call play-action passes. 18 of 37 passing plays in week one for the Falcons were play-action passes, and that allows Marcus Mariota to roll out and have run-pass options, which make it difficult to defend a running quarterback like him. Mobility is such a difference maker for this Atlanta Falcons team. Cordell Patterson at running back was unlocked last year. He was great in week one, 5.5 yards per carry. And any thought that this was going to be the worst team in the NFL, I think has to be thrown out the window. We're going to have to take a look at the Falcons each week as an underdog and possibly take the points with this athletic team.
1: Mariota is a quarterback we liked in the preseason. Looked like he was fully healthy. Seems like he's been injured his entire career. And he ran a lot in preseason. And certainly that success, um, the eye test says that um, he's ready to roll here in his new role.
0: All right. Next game, 279-280, Seahawks and the 49ers. Can we get an accurate number on this right now?
1: No, we can't. So 8.5 was the number with uh, San Francisco and obviously went off when the game um, you know started with Seattle. Impressive performance by Seattle, certainly, tonight. I would expect that uh, we'll probably see this come down to 7.5 versus 8.5. I don't think it hits all the way to 7, though. I had made the game 8. Um, I'm probably going to make the game— I'm going to have to upgrade Seattle by three-quarters of a point, so I'll make it 7.25.
0: Okay, what would you do with the 49ers after the loss?
1: The 49ers— <laughs> Interesting, because statistically, they absolutely dominated. So I shouldn't make that big of an adjustment, but I still lowered them one. McKenzie talked to me. It's all a Trey Lance adjustment. I upgraded the Niners by
2: half, and I lowered Trey Lance by, Man, a, by a point and a half. I
0: think you have to factor in that weather, too. What do you think, McKenzie?
2: A film guy I like on Twitter said, I just rewatched the All-22, and Trey Lance made zero bad decisions. Watching the game myself, I kind of agreed with him. I liked his movement. He made people miss running. People were questioning is running, and when the monsoon hit, he couldn't throw. He can't really throw when it can hit, but he hit a thirty-yard bomb, a forty-four-yard bomb in the rain. Jimmy G ain't doing that, so uh, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic going forward. You know,
1: I'm a little concerned. You bring up good points, but I'm a little bit concerned that when Brady completes thirty and forty-yard passes, those are you know, um, you know, longer passes, and when uh, Trey Lance completes them, they they become bombs, McKenzie.
2: <laughs> they, were down, they were downfield. I know what you mean with the yak yards. That's, that's a 49ers staple, but a 44-yard bomb down the field in the second half against the wind. I was impressed talk, with that talk, pre- talk, specific throw.
1: Talk to me about your Niners running back. Mitchell
2: injury. That is, that is less optimistic. Elijah Mitchell was great, 6.8 yards per carry. No other running back was even decent, 2.2 Wilson. So uh, without Mitchell for two months, very, 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 uh, disappointing. So so let me ask you. So Wilson takes over not as good. Obviously,
1: all these other you said that most Brita. They used to have all these guys that have moved on to other homes. Um, They Debo is obviously a hybrid. Uh, He was very effective in the bad weather. Um, Now that he's getting paid more money. okay. if they just turn him into the running back half the time.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's what we saw the second half of last season, where he never had more than one game in the first eight games of two two yards rushing. He had like six carries per game the second half. We saw that in game one. Expected to continue.
1: It was a monsoon if he didn't catch it. By the way, um, and I want to emphasize, beating the NFL is not difficult, all right? I hate to use the word easy, but I'm going to say it's certainly not difficult if you know what to look for. And so this morning, on Sunday morning, I gave out three plays to my clients. Note the theme, Trey Lance under pass yards, fields under pass yards, (laughs) longest field goal under 45 and a half. I truly feel all three of those were
2: 75% bets.
0: Because you knew the weather situation and not everybody did.
2: Exactly right. Here's why you win, Fez. They have a 50-yard field goal about. They're about to take it. Penalty. They're trying to pat down the field. With a towel illegally, illegally, so they literally couldn't legally take a fifty-yard field goal in this weather. So, so I
1: tweeted that this is the way that the world has changed. So, forty years ago, the snowplow game in New England—literally, there's five inches of snow on the ground—and a someone on work release, a former prisoner, (laughs) he'd paid his dues to society, came out with the snowplow and snowplowed. Do you remember this game? I I I've seen the video of it. Snowplows. I'm not as elderly as you. Six inches of snow off such that now it's on our official turf and they kick the game-winning field goal. And I think it was the game-winning field goal. I think it was the end, the, the end game. So now you, if you just dab the field with a towel, that's, that's a 15-yard <laughs> penalty. penalty. Now, to be fair, so McKenzie's thinking, well, that 50-yard, and I was fully aware I was watching, it's going to cost me my under 45-and-a-half field goal. However, given that the, the Bears scored three touchdowns, what, what, what was their, um, their success rate on their extra points kicking, McKenzie?
2: No doubt. That's what I was thinking the whole time. I'm like, even if they take this, Fez is a 55% winner like he is with all of his bets. I I, I, I I, think it's, it's
1: it's it's like a 25%, you know, kicking in that monsoon 50-yarder. Give given the struggles they had making the 33-yard extra point.
0: I know none of us are rule experts, but had he not brought out a towel and instead just rolled around and used his body to dry off the spot, would that have been a penalty? I, I have to think no.
1: No, no, because... Um, absolutely. absolutely. So we got to keep the
0: holder in one of those big wet waterproof jackets all day. And then when it's time for the big kick, he rolls around in the puddle, soaks it up and cleans up the field. Just,
1: just like for all the golf activists out there. Um, I know that like one time, I think it was the walrus was like, put down a towel to keep his, to to his trousers from being Uh uh, soiled when he hit a shot and he got hit with a two shot penalty for, 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 you know, something similar, but that, but that so, so, if so, if I have a towel attached to my body, all right, my groin area, if you will, which some quarterbacks have, can I just like go ahead and hump the ground because it's already part of my uniform? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. Huh, we're gonna get we'll, we'll, we'll have to get. Um, uh, you, can, you can't throw it off to the side. What's like the a... name of the guy? I think you well, I know you can throw it off to the side because I see players do that all the time if it's already on their uniform. We've we've all seen that. So he
0: walked out with the towel in hand, yes. Instead of attached to him, that mm-hmm. was the big mistake. Yes. Uh, all right, let's get to a oh, couple teams with some panic. 281, 282. Bengals, Cowboys.
1: All right, opened Dallas minus two and a half. I but By the way, I bet Dallas pick them, which is not playing out well. No. And now I am like, well, should I tease Dallas now that I should I tease Cincinnati now that they're the seven point favorite? Well, no, because even with the two point downgrade to Dallas. And a a four-and-a-half-point quarterback downgrade for Cooper Rush, and maybe that's insufficient. Maybe it should be, you know what? I only have Dak one point better than an an average. Remember, an average quarterback's pretty good. Um, Let me look at my quarterback lists and see what the difference is. Yeah, so I've got, you know, uh, Baker Mayfield and Mac Jones as average quarterbacks. I've got Dak Prescott, Carr, and Cousins one point better. Baker Mayfield and who? Um, Mac Jones.
0: And you've got Dak one point better
1: than them. Yes.
0: Boy, I don't know if I. Agree. Although, listen, game one, it sh- he sure looked kind of like that. So maybe I, I shouldn't argue too hard for Dak. But
1: got Stafford, Jackson, one and a half better. Wilson, Brady, two points better. than you know that good-looking fellow Herbert and Burrow, at two and a half, and with Watson, Rogers, a two and a half better um and then really Mahomes and Josh Allen you know one two just like both four and a half points better than the average quarterback
0: yeah i well and what i will say i mean Cooper Rush has started one football game in his life so this is one and all one and o, i get it but uh, yeah i don't know i i i'll say this about and i'm going to i'll talk about the Bengals for a second here and, and i want to know if you agree with me on this i think Cincinnati's offense is going to be just fine i think that and Burrow was 28th in PFF this week. Obviously, he was responsible for all five turnovers. Couldn't have gotten much worse for him. But I think it gets cleaned up pretty quickly. It, it, we knew the O line would take some
1: time to gel. Sack seven times.
0: Yep, we knew that was going to be the case. We knew like no,
1: we, we didn't. We thought that we we we, we thought we thought. It it would be a while before it became an above-average O-line. We didn't expect it to be a sieve.
0: Well, we remember who they were playing as well. I mean, this is one of the best pass rushes. I mean, it was one of the best pass rushes in the league. But the other thing is, Joe Burrow didn't have any preseason. Like He got no preseason work because of his appendectomy. I think that they still have the best receiving core in the NFL. They still have a good run game. Their offensive line, piece by piece, is still better than it was a year ago. I think this offense is going to be A-OK when it's all said and
1: done. Not sure the wide receivers are going to be – we're going to get a full complement. Well, let's see where uh, T. Higgins'
0: availability yep. is. So, well, What's his injury? He... Uh, I don't know what if they I, – I heard that he was questionable, but it's obviously so early in the week that it's – I mean, any speculation now is probably BS. I'm pulling it up right now. So I
1: brought down the Bengals by a half. Um, Dallas, like I said, they got um, – the double, they got a two point deduction and then a four and a half point deduction for like not only failing on their triple lutz, but falling out of the stadium uh, into the crowd for it. Um, so the bottom line is I don't know, that was a bad analogy. Sorry, um, <laughs> uh, the uh, I even with those enormous adjustments, I still only make Cincinnati a four and a half point favorite.
0: So, whoever said they were he was uh questionable, I mean, that's I guess that's the easiest way to say. He's got to pass protocol before he can be back. Oh, he's so, concussed. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I, I guess that's the I guess that's the proper term until he passes protocol yeah. is questionable. But it, I, so I don't have a good feel for whether he's back or not. Uh, I mean, I'm literally not inside his brain, so that's the status to to follow, I suppose. Mm-hmm. All right, let's get to the next game. Oh, did we did we talk about where you think this line's going to move to? I is it going to get outside of seven?
1: I've heard. I think it's going to go lower, and everyone else thinks it's going to go higher. Everyone that I talk to is like, "Get it, Cincinnati now before it like goes higher." And I'm like, "But I make it four and a half." It's very rare that my but, but but one thing my my ratings don't do well. They do fine with quarterback adjustments. They don't do well with like massive personnel changes, which had happened with the Cowboys. Um, so. I'm sure people are evaluating the line blocking and people far better than I and grading the, you know, how poorly Dallas played. That was, um, that was shocking. Frank, just shocking how bad. The the defense played fine, but the offense just It was
0: gross. All right, this should be interesting. The Texans and the Broncos, I don't think we can get a clean line on these yet because the Broncos' numbers are are not up. Is that correct?
1: That's right. It's open 10.5. had come down to 10. It's going to come down further based upon Russell not being able to cook. Um, Although, if somebody might look at the box
0: score and say, 340 yards, what are you talking about? He couldn't cook.
1: um, Fair enough. Fair enough. But. I mean, 70% pass, or he hit 70% of his passes. And to be fair, we, we're, we're taping right after the game one final. I haven't gone through the box score with a fine tooth comb. And I couldn't figure out how to turn the water off in my my swimming pool for an hour last night before I finally got it off. So I didn't want to pay the water bill. Um, but I'm so telling I you, I, the last half hour.
0: Well, listen, it's not crazy that you thought that because I would have thought the same thing. I, and I watched the game and and mm. just never felt like Russ was doing any. It, it felt like he took two big shots down the field and everything else was just dump offs in the flat. It felt like he didn't he didn't have confidence. It was it was a weird look. For Russ, to be honest,
1: weird if, game for Houston also, and that Houston yep. Houston got up twenty to three, but a lot of that was like fortunate stuff that was occurring, and overall their stats weren't very good. Their the rookie running back who was like <laughs> the greatest thing ever in preseason gets outtouched greatly by Rex Burkhead, who's still alive. Yeah, which is insane. I thought he was like like you know I thought he I thought that was, was a, offense, an old
0: timers, an offensive assistant for the Patriots yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah,
1: so when Burkhead beats you out. You know, for the opening day, and then when Pierce's numbers weren't any good either um, on his actual carries, um, but I, I mean, I still uh, I did upgrade Houston um, just by only half a point. I, I upgraded by half a point. I'm gonna I'll, I don't know if I'm gonna lower Denver by a half a point or a point. We'll see. I'll go through the box score. But um, do you think this line keeps moving? I mean, I, it feels like when you have
0: such a public bad decision, like Nathaniel Hackett did. That betters are going to want to, they're going to want to go against the Broncos, but they're so much of a better team that people may say, "Oh, I don't want to bet the Texans here mm-hmm. against the Broncos with Russ." It, so it feels like you're square, whichever side you land on. I right?
1: wonder if he should have punted instead. You know, <laughs> at least they could have. You know, if you missed the field goal, you lose automatically. They could drop the punt, I guess. Um, yeah. The, um, uh, the 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 bottom bottom line is instead of ten, let's make this let's make this spread nine it be be what I would make it and what I expect it will come. Okay. Uh
0: let's go to the Cardinals and the Raiders.
1: All right. I was on top of this one. So this one opened up at three. I laid the three. I thought it was I thought it was just a stupid opener. And 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 by the way, one thing that I will share with you the a common trait that many people have is respect for the odds makers. A trait amongst the really Gifted really good betters is very little respect for the odds makers. That they we don't we don't feel that most odds makers can even set a line. You know they just copy the line and pretend to like tweak it one way or another. But they, they a lot more respect for the market than the odds makers. Exactly, and this is just a dumb line. I mean the I mean the opener on this game was three, Um and I mean who.
2: Uh,
1: the, the the Raiders were fine. you know. They, they, they played a competitive game against the Chargers, almost covered. And Arizona was god-awful to end the year last year. But they're always good to start the year. But no, they were god-awful against Arizona, against Kansas City. And you've got to severely lower Arizona. And I actually lowered them by two points. And I know people are saying, oh, you're past posting, Fez. You saw the line move. You saw that it's up to five— well, I I laid minus one forty five and minus three for really big bets, and I'd be more than happy to show you the screenshots of those if um if anybody you know w- would like to see. And then well what what I didn't did I give it out to my clients? No. Well, why didn't I give it out to my clients? And this is the hard part. It would have been it. unavailable to them because by the, because I'm popping the opener and then it's three and a half, and I'm like an asymmetric risk. I'm like I just I just took out the threes myself, along with a few other people I know, and then. Maybe it'll come back to three. I don't know. You know, even though I made it four and a half, well, now it's up to five and a half. So, um, frankly, I like the market better than my number. I want no part of this Arizona team, um, especially because they may be 0-1, but the Raiders are 0-1 as well.
0: Uh, Bears, Packers, Sunday night football. Any upgrade on the Bears or downgrade on the Packers?
1: Yes. so Green Bay, uh, woof. I lowered Green Bay two points. I think that that was really... A poor performance. Now, I get it. I know early in the game, Rogers threw a, t- a perfect touchdown pass oh. to one of his stiffs that just got dropped. Um, but without Lazard, you know what? That may be the tipping point where—what um, what, what? is Lazard's status? When's he coming back?
0: Uh, he was doubtful all week this week and then out on game day, so— uh... If I read the tea leaves on that, I'd say he's probably going to play this week. If he was like really a game right. time decision on Sunday, but who knows?
1: To be fair, now I've looked at the box scores of every game, but I have not looked at. I've not gone through you know and watched that game. It sure. wasn't one that I was watching. The Vikings certainly you know were you know ultra impressive. I lowered, I, I bumped the Vikings up by plus one. The stats weren't overwhelming in favor of the Vikings. Green Bay actually had more first downs and. Um, the yards per play. Well, that's because Vikings were ha- they were getting forty yards per play. Like yeah, they were, yeah, it's, six.
0: they weren't uh, nickel and diming first downs. Justin Jefferson was catching the ball and
1: going. The the worst bad beat ever is I had Justin Jefferson against R.J. like like wide receiver who's going to get more yards than when he was a rookie, and R.J. had Cooper Copper somebody and, uh-huh. and beat me. Um, and so I, I like had the number three guy and 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 still wound up losing. I made this game eleven. Um, I think it is. I think Chicago. Yeah, they won the monsoon game. Good for them. And Fields, Fields had like you know, he had good field vision. You know, looking back across his body and the like. Um, they if you watch that game, San Francisco destroyed Chicago w- in the first half.
0: I want to ask it McKenzie them. this because I mean he was watching this game pretty closely, but and I watched it too. But did you feel like Justin Fields? was good do you feel like he was like he really showed some kind of improvements or do you feel like it was just a a sort of a product of the 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 environment so to speak I thought it was a
2: product of the environment I thought he played pretty well I thought he had zero people open the entire game and he he made the most of it and he he made one play or two plays downfield about about as well as I expected, if not a little better. Yeah. Especially considering the
1: conditions. Although you have to you have to say the one dude was pretty damn open, right? The yeah, one, the guy, right.
2: But when you can buy three four seconds, that's at, an opportunity you, know, you avail yourself of. And and you know what was really heady,
1: I thought, was that it's so easy. And and you know this is stupid. I talk about like when I was quarterback in intramurals. but like I had tunnel vision. If I was run, I'm, I'm right handed. If I was running to my left, the probability that I was going to throw to my right down the field zero. <laughs> Point 0.0 and 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 he gathered himself, he stopped, he recognized that no one was on top of him and took the time to sweep the you know and look over
2: there. And there's dude wide open by 30 yards. So, who caught that? I never, Piero, what who is this? Dante Pettis, who was a second round draft pick by Kyle Shanahan, of the 49ers, played, I think, zero games after going on IR year. After year after year, he's healthy apparently. In week one, I year.
0: think he's a made up person. Doesn't he play? play. He plays oh, on the man. on the live tour, to right? Him. He's
2: a and European on the
1: live tour, I believe. <laughs> right.
0: Yes. So you don't you not much of an upgrade for the Bears, even though the, I mean that's a good win for them. You win as a, a you know almost a seven point
1: dog. Now, this is going to be controversial. No upgrade. Okay. Let me give let me give you the numbers. Why uh, three point six yards per play? Give up four point nine. 200 yards, give up 331, um, plus one in turnovers. And, 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 you know, because they wanted to ask you, I bet San Francisco's second half minus two and a half. Obviously, that didn't work out well. In retrospect, was that a bad
2: wager I made? I don't think so. People were saying before the game, this is kind of the game where one person slipping will make the difference in the game. I feel like that was it. It was just one random. I mean, maybe with the variance, you don't want to take a favorite because anything can happen. But no, minus two and a half. We got up 10. I I don't think it was a bad. bet. I thought the Bears were going to get shut out. I really I I, I thought that if they, that play doesn't happen, I think they might get shut out. Mm. It really opened the floodgates, and we were kind of you know catching our breath for ten minutes there, and that was the game. You think this game hovers around ten all week? No, I think oh well, yeah, that's that's
1: interesting. I can tell you, I would never give away you know another handicapper's plays, but the Hitman was all over minus nine on this game. So um, now that the lines moved to ten, I feel safe that he he wouldn't recommend it, that you lay ten. But um, I agree wholeheartedly with that. That um it's a you know, Green Bay get right
0: spot for the and the and Aaron Rodgers does in fact own the Bears. He you know, says no, it all the time. No,
1: Nover writes well about this. Nover is like, this is a kill spot for my Packers. I mean I I don't think he's I I don't I don't get his plays. But I could just see him right, right. This is a get well spot for Green Bay, remember when they stunk week one last year yeah. and then they came back and kicked some you know started kicking butt the rest of the year. So I could certainly see them and um yeah, Aaron Rodgers owns the Chicago Bears.
0: All right, let's get to our two Monday night games. One of them a big move, the Titans and the Bills. Oh, I like the double Monday night. I have to you. I do you. too. I, I I Although I don't like that the games overlap. That I don't like. I'd rather one yeah. start early and one start late and I'll just stay up late and watch One after another, if I want to. you know,
1: in terms of live wagering what I love to is that everybody gets in the game. They all put up the live line so there's so much more product to, to be able to you know to wager against you know and people sometimes have take positions you know the the odds makers because they need one side of the game or another. The
0: mistake is having two east coast games. Like you, you do one east coast game, one west coast game, problem solved.
1: Yes. So I uh, opened nine Buffalo. Um I actually DraftKings opened this game minus seven.
0: Well yeah remember this was like the Rams there was two different opens. So yes
1: so so I got a piece of my seven laid twenty five I I teased it. I laid nine. Um, I just thought it was a stupid number. Um, I tell you this. I don't know who's going to win this game. I make the game 10 and a half, but I can tell you this. How many people are going to bet the Tennessee Titans in this game?
0: I certainly want – and listen, I know RJ will say those are the bets that you want to make, the ones that are the hardest to do. I, I, I want nothing to do with the Titans right now.
1: You can talk me into plus 12 at Golden Nugget or Treasure Island or Station. Sure. Casinos. McKenney, McKenzie, who's gonna have the very best number in Vegas on this game? Best as in best for the underdog if yes. you want the
2: Titans. Stations casinos, plus 12 and a half at post. Yeah, stations.
1: <laughs> you know, and, and the reason stations like stations actually is pretty clever this way. They they tell guys like me, you can play with us. Sure, that that's fine, but you only can bet once a day. So choose choose your 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 timing wisely. You know, because they don't want us just sitting there picking them off sure. number after number. So, like, this is an example. And it's, and it's funny. Like, a mutual friend of ours, um, he 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 went in and said, oh, what was the wake for? It's a Hartman, their quarterback? Yep. He said, yeah, bet the Hartman game against Station. Now, now I can only bet once, <laughs> once uh, a day because he laid the 10 when yep. re- against Vandy before it went to, you know, 27 <laughs> At least or got whatever. got one winner. No, minus 14. Close 13? 13. Yeah. Um, I think... I think money was still coming in on them. At, yeah. At, 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 as, it, at, as it should have been. Hawaii is not very good. No, oh, and neither's Vanderbilt. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we're going to get, we're going to, I'm confident we're going to get a much better number. And Tennessee probably has a, you know, a little bit of value. Now, Buffalo. Is there value now
0: while it's still under 10? Oh, God, no.
1: Oh, value in Buffalo? Yeah, you, yeah. Uh, well, um, yeah, if you can lay 10, I think you'll, you, I'm going to define value not by my power rating, but I'm going to define value by it being scalpable. Any bet that you can make that, subsequently down the road, you can make a profitable middle or a scalp on is always good to you know to make.
0: How many how many uh, nine and a halves are still out there in the wild on this one, Mackenzie? Can you check on that?
2: It looks like we have one lone nine and a half at Bet Online. By the time you're listening to this, I bet it's ten.
0: Okay. Well, one, th- one thing I may then, need to make a bet on Bet Online.
2: <laughs> uh, you've got you've got
1: a key rest advantage. Buffalo Plate Thursday. But then again, I don't know if that's a rest edge when you would like totally destroy the Rams in La La Land. I wanted to ask you: Do they fly back like right after that game's over on on a game like I'm that? I'm sure they do. Yeah. Why? Wouldn't I'm, the players just prefer to stay in LA or they get get home to the family? They want to get
0: home. Yeah, everybody wants yeah. to just get home. Yeah, it makes
1: makes makes sense.
0: Because otherwise, you got to wake up the next day, and, right? And then. Go, you know, fly out, and then you lose a day flying to the East Coast. Sure. So nobody wants to do that. Sure.
1: But you've got plenty of time. But now they're back, and 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 people are, you know, basically um, crowning them. Yes. Yeah, you want cra- to they- crown them? You crown them. No, crown their asses. One thing I think you you saw this is this is poignant. The AFC is in LA in three against the NFC.
2: That is a big move, Mackenzie. What was it? Was it was just two or two and a half the other day, right? I, I I didn't check right before maybe a couple of weeks ago it was minus two recently.
0: Man, so now to a full three that and do you, would you want the NFC based on what you saw of the Tampa, NFC this
1: week? Tampa Bay better better get there. <laughs> I, but think about it. I got forty five year old Brady who's going to be going through divorce proceedings with Giselle by then. If they go that deep in the playoffs, more time away from the family and Green Bay, uh, no. <laughs>
0: Dallas, you can scratch them off the no. list. you listen. Green Bay, Dallas, Rams, Rams and Forty
1: ers You feel worse about all four of them after one week. And meantime, you got you 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 got uh, Buffalo and Kansas City. Uh, Rule. Oh yeah, rolling Chargers, Chargers looking good.
0: Yeah, the AFC seems. Loaded, well equipped. They're, even the Ravens, like, if, I mean,
1: yeah, well, and in many ways, you kind of like the fact that, like, some of the lesser players, like the Bengals, you know, start out poorly yeah. because you're like, you don't want the bank. If you bet the FC, you don't want the Bengals to be your representative. Right. You know, you really don't want the Ravens. You know, obviously, but the Ravens can't win one playoff game, much less three. <laughs> um, so, so I, I mean, at at, at at despite all this. It's a long season. I if I gun to my head, I'd take plus three.
0: Okay. Uh, Vikings, Eagles, our last game. Uh, this is also a, a little move from the open.
1: Yeah. So uh, opener, Philly minus three. Market says not so fast. Vikings are better than Philly. Um, they're certainly as good. So we're gonna make it one and a half for the marketplace. You know You agree with this. I I have Minnesota better by half a point. All okay. right. But I'll say this, Mackenzie, you've done some great research on, on Kirk Cousins. He's better in the 10 a.m. slot. He likes to be in his comfort zone. Now, maybe part of this was Zimmer always screaming at him, and that threw him off even more. But um, his worst role, I believe, is absolute prime time yeah. Monday night football. Do we have just his Monday night splits?
2: Uh, not right in front of me. I know he had like a 0-9 start to his career on Monday Ooh. night. I can tell you <laughs> 1 o'clock Eastern, 4 o'clock Eastern, profitable. He's money. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, no, 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 very much not so.
1: Yeah. So, maybe, you know, maybe with this being a Monday night game, go ahead and just to just take a look at his Monday night, you know, prime records. And of course, the schedule maker makes it the latest game on now, Monday night, right? Is this
0: it? is a game. It feels like of all the games on the board, this feels like the most teasable game, right? At least at the current.
1: Um. You know, that's interesting because I haven't gone through all the teasers. My only concern is not so much because of the cousins variance and the total being 51 and a half so, so there's two, two there's two big negatives about the teaser the high total and the uh, the cousins you know variance cousins associated.
2: started out 0 and 9 now 2 and 9 to his credit 2 and 9 Kirk cousins on Monday night football Wolf. that
0: means 2 and 0 what are you talking about
2: <laughs> That's a streak right there <laughs> yeah, that's a winning
0: baby streak. uh so I, the the other Wong uh potential games this week commandos uh, are, are plus two and a half. Um, the Panthers are plus two and a half at the Giants, and then the Steelers uh, right around plus one and a half. Well, you, there's one and a halfs out there, so I guess. You know,
1: I got I got to say, I'm less excited about the teasers. The more that I do this with the higher totals in the NFL, you know, back in the in the late '90s, you could or early 2000s, you, you could play a six point teaser at even money. And the average total was like 40 yeah and now we're laying minus 120 and the average total is like 46 45 it's gotten um you know your edge has gotten razor thin on these teasers to the point where i can tell you i personally have a few books that still are at minus 110 and i'm happy to be be bombing away on those it's rare i play a minus 120 um you know with um any kind of real dedication typically what i'm doing when i play teasers is I'm playing something where I'm getting like a plus one half that I think is going to go down to pick a good example last week the Stone Cold Nuts teasers was the Vikings you could play the Vikings when they're catching two or one and a half up to seven and a half and they close the favorite that's just tremendous because think about that Vikings plus one half or minus one not that much of a difference but teasing the Vikings from one half to seven and a half way better than
2: teasing the Vikings minus one to plus five they close minus two. What do you think a plus seven and a half, what's the chances a plus seven and a half covers if it closes minus two? 80%. Nice. I like that.
0: Where does this game end up, do you think?
1: Right where it's at.
0: Okay, so no big one. One and a half. Uh, Scott Seidenberg has an opinion on this game. Let's listen to
3: Scott. You guys already know I'm on the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And after week one, I don't think there's any argument that they look like the best team in the NFC. This offense is fantastic. A.J. Brown is a handful, 155 yards on 10 catches. But Jalen Hurts's ability to run the football is a huge difference for this team compared to any other contender. He ran for 90 yards and a touchdown, converted a key third and long by running. The rushing attack was great. As a whole, Miles Sanders ran for 96 yards. There was a little bit of concern, the defense allowing the Lions to come back, but maybe that's just week one fatigue. They're not in total football shape yet, but I love this Eagles team, and there's a lot to be happy about after week one. So there you go.
0: Scott thinks that the Eagles, maybe the best team in the NFC, if not, he he thinks they're going to win the Super Bowl. Where do you have the Eagles power rated in the NFC?
1: Fourth best team, I've got Tampa, Green Bay, and Minnesota ahead of them.
0: And they're tied with the Rams, right? Yes, they are. And that's after the Rams downgrade? Correct. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, guys. That whoa, is... Oh,
1: whoa. Hey. No best bet?
0: I didn't know we were doing... Of course we're doing... Fez, it. when we started, you said this is more about line moves, not about picks... So, I, I mean,
1: there's going to be, if I'm doing a podcast, there's going to be a best bet. I Easter like it. Egg. What do you got? What do we got? We're going to go to adjusted season win numbers. These are up and available at DraftKings and at FanDuel. I've not gone through all the FanDuel's, but this one is at DraftKings. The Minnesota Vikings, hold, hold, get ready for it. Over 9.5, minus 125.
0: Oh, I like that. I
1: like that a lot, actually. It might be up to minus 140.
0: Listen, I did one of those things today where I I made a stand on the radio show, and I said, I think Minnesota's clearly the best team in the NFC North. I think they're going to win the division. And he's like, all right, I'll give you even money on them, even though you can get plus 150 in the market. Bonus
1: pick. I did bet Minnesota plus 150 to win the division <laughs> as well. I think that's an outstanding... By the way, I, I, I bet Scott will be happy. I bet the Eagles minus 140 to win their division. You,
0: do you think... I mean, how far off do you have Minnesota from Green Bay right now in your power ratings?
1: Uh, I've got Minnesota one point worse than okay. Green Bay. And, and obviously, and they... with a
0: win in hand, head to head.
1: Yeah, so I got all I got to do is is win in Green Bay and we clinch, basically. Yeah. And, they, and otherwise... Yeah, yeah,
0: we still you know could could get there. Um, McKinsey just sent me the updated number minus nine and a half or over nine and a half minus one thirty. You still good? Minus
1: one thirty. Oh, absolutely. Now here's here's where DraftKings got this one wrong, in my opinion. So Minnesota during most of the summer wasn't nine, and they played a Pickem game, and they said, all right, so they won that. They should have won it half the time. They won it. Get an extra half one. We'll make it nine and a half, and they look good. So let's add add a little vig to that minus one thirty. In my opinion, what they missed was that, yes, during most of the summer, Minnesota was nine. But right before the season started, Minnesota had already moved to nine and a half, essentially. So if they were already nine and a half, now, boom, that that, I know they closed the favorite, but they're an underdog most of the week. Give them a 50-50 chance to win that game. Well, they win it. Now we got to go to 10. And they looked really good. They were impressive. So we got to upgrade them for their for their future prospects for the rest of the year. And now we're going to talk about over 10, lay $1.30, and we're getting over 9 minus 130. Sounds like not a big difference. That's like worth 50 cents. You know, half game is worth 50 cents the rest of the way. Um, you know what? If you can lay minus one thirty, on again it should be minus one eighty. Well, let's put that in baseball perspective. Now you kind of got the um you kind of got the St. Louis Cardinals with a not so good pitcher hosting the Chicago Cubs with a not so good pitcher. That's a pretty darn good bet.
0: One thing I, I thought about uh, when we were, you know, now that you you brought up the the season wins thing, knowing that the Cowboys are so severely downgraded without Dak. Do you take a look at any of the teams that they play in the next six weeks and say, oh, maybe this is a team where we can attack a win total over?
1: Yeah, it's a great point. Like, like look at the Bengals. The Bengals were, had .4 wins um, their, their game against Dallas. Well, now that's a .73 win game. So they, the Bengals just picked up .37 wins because they get to play Dallas week two, and I didn't analyze. It's
0: you know, Bengals, Giants, Commandos, Rams, Eagles, Lions are the next six games.
1: Mm-hmm. So what's interesting in terms of the division bet? Everyone, everyone gets to kick the kick. They they get to kick the Cowboys in the teeth. All three of the yeah, they all get a shot teams. at. What it. are the non-division teams again? Uh, Bengals, Rams, Lions. So the Lions. So it, you know it's interesting because I saw the Lions season win is still six and a half. So the Lions lose. They're supposed to beat the Eagles. You know whatever point three three of the time so they lose 0.33 wins but they probably pick it right back up with that game against the Cowboys and that's where they're st- and they're still lined at six and a half.
0: before we get out of here looks like there's a, a line on the Broncos Denver minus nine and a half.
1: Okay so we did expect that the market to come off the 10 and whether it's nine and a half or eight and a half is just teaser protection more than anything else so that certainly makes sense.
0: All right well that will do it for the first episode and I, I listen I feel good about this this was a, a, a fun show. So, and obviously you are the wizard when it comes to this stuff. The NFL week two opening line report will be doing this every Monday, every Monday night. Uh, It'll be out every Tuesday. So Fez, great job. McKenzie, great job as well. And thanks to you guys for listening. Tell your friends about this. You know, it, we're going to be, like I said, it's going to be coming out every Tuesday morning. So uh, I think there's some really good information here.
1: And if you bet the Kansas City game Thursday and it does indeed go up to four and a half, and you bet it five minutes before it kicks off, you're fired. Don't ever listen to the pod again. If you're going to bet Kansas City, <laughs> bet it now. Do it now.
0: All right. We will talk to you guys next
1: week. Hey, let's do it to them before they do it to us. <laughs>